Welcome to today's energy show. This week, we're talking about appliances that will be powering your house in 2025. There's lots of changes going on. Utility power keeps getting more and more expensive. Solar keeps getting cheaper. People are driving EVs, and that trend is just going to continue. Battery storage is getting cheaper. Batteries are getting cheaper. That's one of the reasons why EVs are more cost-effective. And they're going to be new appliances that you're going to be using in your house. Um, and people are going to want to use l fewer polluting fossil fuels. So that means that there's going to be a lot of changes in the way you're using power, energy, and things like that in your home. Companies like Tesla, SunPower, Enphase, SolarEdge, and a lot of others are starting to release new products that are going to be key components of the energy system in your house of the future. And installation companies like Cinnamon Solar and thousands of others all around the country are installing these products now. Now, let's just look at the background. There's about 80 million single-family homes in the U.S. Over half of these homes have sunny roofs. They're perfect for solar. And I kind of look at, at the way the, the solar industry is evolving, the EV industry is evolving, the storage industry is evolving. And there's a lot of um, synergies between Tesla and SolarCity. That's in the news right now. Um, that they, they, Their merger was uh, announced, and, and it looks like it's going to go through. A lot of synergies among solar, battery storage, and EVs. And Tesla, I think, is going to be in a good position with this future technology, um, but it's going to take time. So more on that later. In the meantime... Um, the, all these technologies are combining to change the way single-family homes are supplied with energy, with electricity, with natural gas, um, and, and, and these are the fuel sources that you're using for heating, for cooling, for electricity, for appliances, for everything else. So just in terms of the, this transition, think back 100 years, just 100 years ago, uh, uh, 1916, some homes had electricity. But you know what? Almost all homes were heated with coal. Um, and, and I look at the, the old house that I had uh, back in New Jersey. Um, there were gas lights on the wall. I think the house was built in like 1913. So the way people had light, it was with the gas lighting. There wasn't enough gas for, for heat. This house had a coal boiler in the basement um, and, and uh, steam radiators. But they, they used um, coal gas. It was kind of gas from coal for light and uh, coal for heat. And that's just 100 years ago. Boy, you look at the house right now, you're using natural gas, you have central air conditioning, there's mini split um, HVAC systems, um, and it's really changing. And, and these are things that are going to happen in all new homes. All new homes are now looking at different kinds of HVAC systems. They're usually split systems. It's one system that provides heating and air conditioning. It's powered by electricity. That's going to be the future. Um, in 50, 20 years from now, 10 years from now, we're going to be using less natural gas to heat our homes, maybe still for cooking, but not for heating. Now, these changes are mostly for single-family homes, not apartments, because apartments don't have the roof space. They don't have the infrastructure. I think apartments are going to continue to be heated with electricity. That's just a lot easier. There's not room for solar. There's no point installing battery storage systems in, in these big apartment buildings. And they, a lot of times, times, they don't even have a place to plug in your electric car. So I think it's really good for, for the whole um, energy industry to look ahead. Um, let's look ahead about eight years from now to 2025 and see what's happened. Hey, I've got to paint a scenario where solar is going to be even more popular. Um, I'd say there's going to be at least 15 million homes with solar. About half of the possible homes that can put, well, close to half, that can put solar on the roof are going to have it, and, and maybe even more. We're putting solar panels on rooftops that aren't facing south anymore because if panels are so cheap, you might as well cover the whole roof. You're going to still get energy on the north side, maybe 10 or 15% less than on the south side, but you're, it's still going to work. 
EVs are going to be much more popular. Why? Because they're going to be cheaper. Um, the, the fuel source is going to be powered by, um, by solar. And a battery car, once battery prices come down, which they are, is a lot cheaper to buy and to operate than a gasoline car because you don't have the internal combustion engine. You don't have the cooling systems. You don't have the oil change. You don't have all those moving parts. Um, and electricity is going to be even more expensive than it is right now. Utilities are, are you just look back at the trend. I mean, the, the inflation rate for utility power is probably averaging 3 or 4%. Sometimes it spikes up a lot more. That's just going to keep going up. So in those changes, we've got a lot to look forward to, but it's going to be, the new houses are going to be completely different. It takes a long time to change the infrastructure of the existing houses, but new houses, totally different the way they're going to be um, heated and cooled and the way you're going to get power for your appliances. So here's a shameless commercial plug. PG&E, just so you know, if you want to prepare for this transition, PG&E is changing the rules for home solar. Starting this fall, there's going to be an application fee. You're going to get a 10 to 20% lower reimbursement on the power you send back to them. They don't like that. They don't. They lose money on it. And they're going to require you to go on a solar rate that's not as good as the current rates. So just a heads up, you can save about $3,000 on your system over its life if you get your system installed under the current net metering program. And we're also starting to plan for battery storage systems for our customers. It's, uh, batteries are still a little bit on the expensive side, but it's going to change. So give Cinnamon Solar a call today at 408-883-7000 or go to our website, fill out the form. It's easy at cinnamonsolar.com. So back to the show. How will rooftop solar, battery storage, and EVs work together? Well, there's a lot of natural synergies. Everything's electric Nothing has moving parts. Very, very elegant. I'm going to draw you an imaginary picture because it's radio. This is not TV. I can't sketch this out on a whiteboard. But just imagine the way you've got power flows in your house. Um, the, right now, the core of the system is your, your circuit breaker panel, your service panel. It's where you've got all this, the, the circuit breakers. You know, 50 years ago, these were fuses. Now they're circuit breakers. These are the brains of your home's electrical systems. Unfortunately, these brains are kind of dumb. There's really no electronics in there. These are just mechanical and thermal circuit breakers. They basically just measure, um, the, the meter measures how much power you buy from the utility. If you have solar, it measures how much you send back and get a credit for. But it's just kind of a, a meter measuring how much you're, you're paying and they're going to bill you automatically. Um, but there's no other intelligence in there. What's going to happen in the future is there's going to be another big box next to your circuit breaker panel. Yeah, the East Coast, people with basements, that, that's usually inside the house or in the garage. But on the, in, in warmer areas of the country, these circuit breaker panels and this intelligent box is going to be next to the circuit breaker panel. Now, for 15 years, we've been installing inverters that, that, that provide most of the functionality of this. And these inverters, you know, just install outside of the house um, next to the circuit breaker panel and wire in. Um, so, so right now... Um, we've got inverters, but in the future, this box is going to be what I call an inverter and a charge controller and a car charger. It's going to do kind of everything because the electronics are almost the same, whether you're charging a battery, charging your car, pulling power out of your battery or your car, or getting power from solar. It's just an inverter and a charge controller. I call this thing a solar power charger, and these things are going to be a standard appliance. No doubt in my mind, 25 years from now, they're going to be as common as refrigerators and dishwashers, and they're just starting to be developed right now. Um, not quite on the market, but I'm sure they're going to be out there. So lots of, of companies have the components in this solar power charger. Powerwall from Tesla, 
that only has batteries. It doesn't have an, have an inverter. It doesn't have a charge controller or an EV charger, but that's kind of a start. That's kind of a battery system. Um, SolarEdge has a really great inverter, and they've got a charge controller built into that. You buy this the batteries separately. Expensive, but that works. Enphase has an AC battery system with everything. It doesn't have the, the um, EV charger in it yet. Um, it doesn't control, doesn't power your house, but that can work too. Um, a Tesla has EV chargers, and, and I mentioned Tesla has a power wall. So there's all these companies coming out with independent components, um, plus companies making lots and lots of batteries like Panasonic, LG, and, and Sonin. So this solar power charger is going to do several things. Um, it's going to act like a regular solar inverter. It's going to take DC input from your rooftop solar, just like the current inverters. It's going to turn that DC power into AC power that you can use in the house or you can kind of send back to the utility and get credit for it. Um, and, and that AC power goes back through the circuit breaker panel just like the current inverters. But this thing is also going to operate in a DC mode. So it, it just like it's, it's getting DC power from the solar panels, it'll be very easy for this solar power charger to get DC power from a, ba a bank of batteries that you have hung on your garage or on the, on the, on the ground somewhere, perhaps outside. So um, it's going to be connected and draw power from a, a battery storage system. And it's also going to be able to recharge that battery storage system. You can take solar from the roof, and it's going to go directly into charging these batteries. Take it one step further, and this is where EVs come into the picture. Your car is just a giant, your electric car is just a giant rolling storage battery. So when you plug your car into this solar power charger, um, the solar power charger can charge your car with direct DC from the roof, um, or it can charge your car from AC power that you may buy from the utility, or it can charge your car from the batteries that you may have independently in the house. So it's, it's going to just act kind of seamlessly. So on a sunny day, it's going to get DC power and convert it to AC. Um, you're going to use AC in the house, or you can use excess power that you're generating to charge your batteries. Anytime, at night, during the day, on a cloudy day, whatever, you can move this DC power in your car's batteries or from the roof or in your storage batteries around in a way that's going to be optimal for you. And so th this, this, uh, this is a really powerful capability. This week, we're talking about the solar power charger concept. This is a box with batteries to power your home, a charger for your car, a connection to your utility, and connections to your solar panels. So I, I believe that in the future, you know, just like you know, five or ten years from now, this is going to be a very, very common device. Right now, we all have, well, not we all, but a lot of people have solar. They have, um, they have an uh, uh, electric vehicle. They, they're thinking about batteries. Um, they have an inverter. But now we're going to start putting all these things together. And there's going to be companies that are going to be very, very successful with this combined technology. So um, I think what's going to happen, there's going to be one box full of the sensitive electronics, the inverter, the charge controller, things like that. It's going to be very similar to the existing solar inverters. And there are solar inverters out there that have integrated charge controllers. And that charge controller basically um, converts the DC from the solar panel or DC the battery um, to continue to move that power around so you can charge your devices when you need it. And that charge controller also, surprisingly and not surprisingly, can charge your car if it has the right capacity. So there's going to be um, this one box of electronics. There's going to be a separate box for batteries. And one of the reasons why there's going to be a separate box for batteries is that the battery formats are going to change, the types are going to change, batteries may have to be replaced, they're heavy, they're bulky, it's not something you always want to hang on the wall. So I think it's going to be a separate box for the batteries. Just like the solar panels are separate, the batteries are a commodity, 
The solar panels are a commodity. The electronics and the software that runs it are not. So those are going to be um, separate things. So you're going to have a box of electronics. You're going to have solar panels on the roof. You're going to have a box of batteries. Wires are going to connect them together. Hopefully there's going to be some smart, easy-to-use software that's going to make all this thing to work. And it's going to have, it's going to basically power your house, get power from your house for solar, um, run your meter backwards to the utility, and manage the charging of your car all in a way that's going to save you the most money. So how does that solar power charger decide what to do? Well, it's not hard to figure out in any given instant whether you should be sending power back to the utility, whether you should be charging up your car, whether you should be pulling power out of your batteries. But um, the, the information to make that decision isn't always available. So it's going to take at least five years, I think, for software to get smart enough to be able to access all these different rates. So it can kind of act as your software agent to see if you should be um, charging batteries, discharging batteries, charging your car, using solar, selling power back. Um, it's, it, but this software is going to be smart and it's going to be, its job is going to be for you to maximize your savings. Um, this job is not going to be to maximize revenue for your utility. That's kind of what the electric rates do now. That's what that meter does. But this software is going to be there to maximize your savings. It's going to be kind of like programming your DVR, hopefully a lot easier than that. Um, but the software is going to look at the current utility rates at, at you know this very instant. It's going to look at the future utility rates over the next day or two. It's going to look at the weather to see if you should be charging up your batteries in advance of a storm or whether it's going to be you know cool and sunny. Um, and it's going to help decide what you should be doing. Um, it's also going to look at the charge status of your car. I mean, not all of this data is accessible. They're just not talking to each other. So it's going to help deciding, should I charge my car? Should I just charge my car? Should I wait till late tonight when the rates are 10 cents a kilowatt hour to charge my car? Or should I be charging my car with, with solar power from my roof? So th that software is tricky and um, it really is going to need to interface with a lot of different systems. But no doubt in my mind, we'll eventually get there. So how is this all going to work together? It has to be automatic and transparent. You're still going to be connected to the grid. And you're going to basically be buying and selling power from the grid um, based on what's best for you. But that software is your agent. I mean, there's another dark option that could happen where the utility would kind of make these decisions. But why should you let the utility maximize their profits and their revenue when you're the one that bought the batteries, bought the car, and bought the solar? So, so in my view, the technology is going to make it feasible for homes, even businesses too, to make their own investment in storage and generating equipment like, like batteries, like EVs, like solar, and operate that equipment in a way that's going to be best for them. Um, it's going to save you money. How much money? Well, it's not going to save you more than your current electric bill is um, or your electric and your gas bill, but it's going to save you money. And for many homeowners, that's a few hundred dollars a month. That really adds up. So you're going to pay less for electricity after paying off the cost of the system. And, and I'm always kind of looking at it from that standpoint. You're going to be investing in this equipment, like, you know, right now, ten dollars or $15,000 for solar. You get a positive cash flow because if even, even if you borrow the money, you're going to be saving more than um, the sum of your payments on the system. So um, it's going to pay off, but it's going to take some time for the batteries and this kind of solar power charger gadget to become cost effective. So not right away. You could cobble this thing together, and if you want to spend a lot of time uh, doing software or watching these rates, you can kind of, kind of tell, tell it what to do. But eventually, it's all going to be automatic. And the other thing to think about is, in my view, in my view of the future, your electric consumption is going to continue to go up. Now, some reasons why it's been going up 
um, historically is now people have EVs. Obviously, you're not buying gas, you're buying electricity. People are starting to use more electricity for air conditioning. I mean, heck, 50 years ago, the, the southern part of the United States didn't have air conditioning. Now it's it's common ubiquitous. So that, those cons- that consumption went up. Um, people are going to start using electricity for heating. As electricity gets cheaper, it's going to be cost effective to use a heat pump to heat your house. Yeah, maybe in, in really cold climates, you're still going to use natural gas. But... Um, that, that it's going to become more and more common and practical for using electricity for heating. And even here in the Bay Area, people are starting to do that. Now, the flip side of this is that um, the flip side of the fact that your home and, and business economics are going to get better, the utility economics are probably going to get worse. And the reason is that it's now cost-effective for people to generate their own power and store their own power. You just can't stop the the relentless march of this technology that's going to get cheaper and cheaper. Utilities are going to need to change their business model in cooperation with the public utilities commissions. There's no easy way for them to benefit from equipment that homeowners bought and paid for um, without really kind of taking money out of homeowners' pockets. That's just kind of the reality. And, and the same thing applies for businesses. So from a utility standpoint, solar, if it's on the, the roof of your business or your home, is already bad for the utilities because um, you know they're, they're losing revenue. They're losing the generating capacity. And, and the utilities can't easily own this generating equipment because if they own it, then they would have to pay you rent in some way for, for using up your roof space. And believe it or not, the rent payments that they want to pay are less than the payments you can get if you just bought the system and benefited from it 100%. Home storage, same thing. Home storage is going to be bad for them because it's going to allow homeowners to buy power only when it's cheap um, and then basically sell back power when it's expensive or just use the power for their car, for heating, for air conditioning, when it's use their stored power when it's cheap. Car charging, huge benefit to this whole technology. Yes, utilities should be able to... Um, sell more power, but it's going to be tough for them because people are going to generate it on their own. There's no doubt in my mind about this transition, and the Public Utilities Commission is going to have to really encourage utilities to change this business models. What does it mean for businesses? Well, it's just a matter of time before this transition happens. Solar's is going to, solar's going to be big. I mean, it's already big. Energy storage will also grow. It's going to take a few years. It's growing slowly. The technology is not quite there yet, but it's going to grow. There's going to be new appliances, new equipment that's going to be sold in your house, this solar power charger thing that we're postulating. Um, and there's going to be new software opportunities to control this and maybe on some kind of a, um, subscription basis where you're going to subscribe to a service that's going to help figure out how to optimize and maximize um, your savings from the equipment that you own. So what should you do now? Well, first, it's really tricky to figure out what companies are going to be leaders. I'd guess companies like SolarEdge, SunPower, Tesla, Enphase, um, you know, they're already the leaders right now. Um, I, I would definitely install solar now because it's not going to get a hell of a lot cheaper for solar. What will get cheaper are the batteries. Um, and, and I'm kind of breaking with conventional wisdom here and saying, you know, wait a little while before you put in batteries, but install a system, install solar, and make sure that that solar system is battery storage ready. So install the solar now, install the electronics that can control batteries in the future in some way, um, but wait for the batteries to get cheaper. And that's kind of the approach we're taking at Cinnamon Solar. If people really want a battery storage system, no problem, we can put it in. I've been doing it since 2001. But the better decision is to put solar in now while you still get the tax credits and put in the equipment that can be connected to batteries in the future. And it should 
be that difficult simply to buy cheap batteries in a few years and plug them into this um, solar-ready system. And and uh, inverter companies like SolarEdge and some others are already offering these storage-ready systems. Um, but just wait a while. I mean, just like it, it, it might have made sense when solar panels were like, you know, $40,000 15 years ago. Wait a while because the pa- price of batteries are going to come down a lot. Um, so that's definitely going to change. Make sure the solar power system you install is battery storage ready. Not too hard to do. So that's all the time we've got on this week's energy show. If you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamonsolar.com and listen to the podcast. Thank you very much. 